At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is becoming like the uh, Goodnight Canada thing on uh, PTI. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. And ladies and gentlemen, fantasy football season long time. For those who are still into such a thing, and there's a uh, huge portion of the audience that is, we bring in a commissioner who rules his leagues with an iron fist. It's Todd Wright, the greatest voice ever in the history of sports talk radio. I will not be talked off this position. Hello, Todd. How you doing, man? Good, good morning, Gil. It's nice to talk to you again. And as one and done PGA Tour season ends, it is time for fantasy football season, long draft season. Did you did you do well in your one and done? Did you win it this year? It is so frustrating. The last three years, I have finished two, three, two in my one and done. Two, three, two. And in each of the last three years, I went into the BMW championship with a chance to win outright. So uh, I can't win the big one, Gil. I, I just, I just can't. Even though every year I win about one to two million more than the previous year, I still keep coming up short. But <laughs> I guess right. I, I guess I shouldn't be complaining with three straight uh, top three finishes and one and done. And and what is becoming? And I think you would agree because you guys devote a lot of time, yeah, to to fantasy golf and betting on golf. The one and done format is getting more and more popular every year because both the hardcore golf 
player and the casual player feels like they have a chance. It's so great. And uh, for those who don't know, Kelly Bidlin, Matt Brown, and I did it for a couple seasons on primetime action. I won it last year. I finished in last among the three of us this year. But it comes down. It came down to, like, the final two holes, both to see who would finish first and both to see who would be eliminated and also to see who would be eliminated. And the reason for that is because the purse uh, at the first of the FedEx, we ended the first uh, the first of the three. Uh, we didn't get into the BM uh, in the BMW, which, by the way, was won by Patrick Cantlay yesterday. But um, it's because it was two point seven million dollars for first place. If you, I had Morikawa, there was a moment there where he was two shots out of the lead. I was like, oh my god, if he wins this, this will be the most amazing one and done story ever. But it's basically Survivor for golf for those who mm-hmm. don't know what we're talking about, and it's 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 a fabulous format for everybody. Fantasy football. As the uh, as the world uh, adopts DFS more and more, people still love their season long leagues. And let, let's just I want to I want to start before you get into who you like this year and who you don't like. You're a commissioner. Advice for commissioners, real quick. Just give us some of your Todd Wright tenants of this is the stuff you should abolish. This is the stuff that you should do. I know this amuses you to no end, Gil. It's <laughs> one of those that we talk about annually. And yes, I do rule with an iron fist. Uh, I eliminated the mandatory tight end nine years ago. And I stand by it because every year there are fewer and fewer legitimate tight ends to play in fantasy football on a weekly basis. This year I have the number at six and that's pending any injuries that are likely going to happen um, in the first month or two of the season. A year ago, I thought uh, the number said there were eight Now there are six. Uh, It's just mandatory tight end leagues to me are a waste of time and effort when you can easily switch that position out to a wide receiver tight end flex and great players like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey and, you know, the the few others still hold their value uh, in terms of pass catchers. Uh, the, The other thing is PPR to me, is outdated by about 20 plus years. The days of the bell cow running back handling the ball more than a quarterback does are long gone. So leagues need to evolve just as the NFL evolved. When the Dallas Cowboys were winning three Super Bowls in four years, Emmett often touched the ball more than Aikman threw it. That doesn't happen anymore. And that's also probably a reason why the Dallas Cowboys haven't won recently because they had so much invested in the running game and not evolving to more of a passing offense, even with a guy like Dak Prescott. So PPR to me is not the way to play. It is not the way I score. It is not the way I evaluate because Gil, a reception is not a scoring play. It is not. It is not a scoring play in the national football league. It is what you do with the reception, the yardage you gain, whether you score a touchdown that really matters. It's it's so funny. I had a commissioner back in the day who like he gave points for carries. And I remember just being like, dude, that's not an accomplishment. That's a play call. And it was just like, nope, that's what it is. And what you're saying is this is kind of the modern day equivalent to this. You won a fantasy football league without drafting a running back in the first three rounds. Is that because it wasn't PPR? Like where would you where would you sort of categorize that? Or you give us your philosophy on that. No, I, I mean, some think immediately when they hear that I did that last year, and there was a lot of research that went into that for a couple of years, and I felt that my draft position last year, which I think was either sixth or seventh, uh, lent myself to doing this. 
Um, in, in a PPR league, it would even make more sense. In a half-point PPR league, it would make more sense. And backing me this year is more and more from what I'm, I'm getting out there um, and from thousands of mock drafts. Uh, pass catchers are moving up the board. Gil, it just, for years, it hasn't made sense to me why you take, say, the seventh or eighth or the 10th or 11th best running back in the first or second round when you can take the second or third best pass catcher or the fourth or fifth best pass catcher. Because when I look at my numbers from last year, and again, my scoring settings are standard, not PPR. Uh, my fifth best pass catcher was Justin Jefferson at 205 points. My fifth best running back was James Conner at 199. So where's the value in just, oh, I have to get running backs early when they don't score significantly more than the pass catcher you can get at the same position? Sure, Jonathan Taylor scored, in my settings, 324 points last year. He sort of took over as the monster once Derrick Henry had the unfortunate injury that knocked him out for the rest of the fantasy season. But he outscored the second best running back by 74 points. That's an outlier. So to me, the value, and some are catching up to this this year, because I've been seeing in first rounds a run on three wide receivers that either picked five or six in no particular order, maybe Cup, Jefferson, and then Chase. I think people are catching up with that there's more value in the pass catchers early or equal value than just determining you have to take the best available running back. You don't have to. It reminds me of, and I often quote Moneyball to you, and Billy Bean, who was a weekly guest on, on All Night with Todd Wright. I think Billy said uh, when it came to, to making deals or doing something with his baseball roster, the minute you need to do something, you're screwed. It is a choice. Make the smart choice. All right, so are you fielding questions? Because I have a question which I feel is the most uh, representative of, of questions that I hear. He's nodding. Todd is nodding, so that means I can, I can ask away. Which of is, course. Which is this. Um, some people are coming in. Okay, the biggest question I, I'm hearing is, where do I draft the first quarterback? Like, in other words, what is the appropriate time? And who, by the way? Like, how deep is the list? How far down does this go? Where is the appropriate time to be a quarterback? I don't want to be mocked, and I don't want to overstep. Where is that? I'm doing a podcast on it this week because guys like Josh Allen deserve their own podcast. Um, Josh Allen has been the number one player, number one point producer in fantasy football the last two years. Now, you could say, well, relative to others at his position, I get all that. But has any Josh Allen season-long owner been unhappy with him the last two years. And if you are, you, you might want to place uh, another sport because uh, he's, he's a total gunslinger. Uh, he, he gets points with his, with his throws. He gets points with his legs. Nothing is, uh, yeah, he does lose dabble as his coordinator. I have a small bit of concern there, but to me, there's very little risk. There's no injury predictable risk. The Buffalo Bills are still a Super Bowl contender. They just need to learn how to win a coin flip in the postseason to actually be that Super Bowl contender. I have, I will say this on my podcast this week. If you get to the back end of the first round or more likely the first handful of picks in the second round, and you determine that the value of picking a running back there is not good enough, and the value of picking a pass catcher there is not good enough, and you don't feel strong enough about that, boom, 
take Josh Allen, you're done at the quarterback position, and you have the number one overall point producer in fantasy football the last two years, and better than a 50% chance, it's the third year in a row. All right, and how and how deep is that? I guess Allen is number one, but like, what's the top tier? Who besides Allen? I think Allen is the only one you do in the first two rounds. Okay. Uh, there will be some people in Kansas City who go Mahomes there. Uh, I do get excited talking about Justin Herbert. I really do. Uh, what a terrific talent. Um, the, you know, the, the rushing attempts are enough. You get a handful of those a game. You get about four rushing touchdowns a year. Warren Sharp had a great note about Justin Herbert that since he came into the league, Gil, nobody has more 300-yard passing games. Not Allen, not Mahomes, not Brady, not Rodgers. It's Justin Herbert in his first two years in the NFL and I bump up uh, the scoring in, for my quarterbacks, 300 yards equals 10 points. I've always said, Gil, all you want is double digits out of all your starters. If you get that, because some will exceed that number, obviously, on a week-to-week basis, you're more than likely to win just based on the mathematics. If Justin Herbert throws 300 yards a game, in my scoring settings, that's 10. In most people's, it's 12. That's all you want. Everything else is a bonus. Touchdown passes, rushing touchdowns, 25, 30 rushing yards a game. That's why I think Herbert challenges Mahomes for second quarterback off the board this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on everything Justin Herbert. Bet him every which way. Most passing yards, MVP. Bet him all kinds of ways. And the Chargers by proxy as well. Um, coming back, the players that Todd likes and some thoughts on the negative side for some as well. Next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare good sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between award-winning mattress brand lisa and home design favorite west elm the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies shared values premium materials meticulous craftsmanship and sustainable practices made with natural latex responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. I do have a tennis play, Jeff. I forgot to give out my one tennis play. It's a squirrely week in tennis because it's just uh, 250 events for those who are down with tennis as opposed to 500s, 1,000s, or slams. Um, And then there's always – it's the week before a slam, so you just never know. But I do have one play today. Uh, I took Shuai Zhang against uh, Siniakova. Shuai Zhang, Chinese player against Siniakova, who is Czech. I got uh, Shuai Zhang at uh, minus 114 last night. Last I checked, it was minus 118. Still playable, only four cents worse. That is my one play. That one is in Cleveland. That will be in the newsletter, sir. Jeffrey, yes? He's nodding. He says yes. Okay. Uh, Todd Wright is kind enough to join us once again. Todd Wright, who has the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast, which he does every week throughout the football season. Also, the Todd Wright Toddcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. And, of course, the, uh, the host of the classic radio show, all night with Todd Wright back at ESPN Radio back in the day. The greatest show there ever was. Oh, so many nights leaving KML in San Francisco and just hanging out in my car, listening to obscene hours of the morning. It was so entertaining. Let me just ask you our, our annual, my annual uh, sort of question about appropriate behavior about <clears throat> fantasy football trade offers. A person in your league offers you a trade. It is an offensive trade. It's a four-part multiple choice. A, do you ignore said offensive trade. B, do you respond to it, you know, very sort of seriously, like, well, I won't take that deal, but I will offer you this. C, do you publicly mock him in league forums for this horrible trade offer? Or D, do you return his ridiculous trade offer with an equally or even worse trade offer yourself? What is the proper way to go? Yeah, you, you seem amused that I tell people Email it to me, and I give out my email on the podcast for podcast listeners. Email it. me any any ridiculous trade offers you get. <laughs> I love this. Tell me the name of the person, the first name of the person who sent you the trade offer and the details, your reaction to the trade, 
and then let me make fun of them on the podcast. I love it. Yeah. What's the email address for that? Well, I, I want the I want the podcast listeners, Gil. I changed the world of how I answer all these emails, which That's you right. know I do, yes. and I have for a handful of years. The popularity of Vston and your show changed the email because too many people were just emailing me and not giving me a click. Mm-hmm. And because my podcast is free and they are sponsored, and I firmly believe in 100% free fantasy content, and I don't even play in any leagues where there's an entry fee. There is a prize. It is sponsored from a local automobile dealership that writes a check, the check that I got last year from one of the two uh, from one of the two podcast leagues. But I believe in free fantasy season long play. I understand that's not part of the daily world, and it's not part of uh, say the prop world or or betting on spreads or whatever. But to me, fantasy football always was and always should be fun. And this way, it is fun to me. So you changed all that with the popularity of your show and a lot of really good fantasy players asking me questions, but they weren't listening to the podcast. So now they have to listen to the podcast to get the email. But that's the way we shame people that make bad trade offers. Although, Gil, I will say this. You just never know. Last year, as Debo Samuel was lining up more and more as a running back and getting more carries as a running back, and his points were starting to increase significantly. I reached out to one of the better players in my league who has won the league twice. And I simply said, I'd like Debo Samuel. Can you put together proposals? Anything is on the board. He sent me three proposals. I hit, I hit select on one of them and Debo Samuel and those extra carries he got running jet sweeps or out of the backfield propelled me to win. It wasn't the only reason, but win that podcast league because of those extra points. So you never know, but leave it open-ended. I didn't think I'd ever get him to send me Debo Samuel. But what I said was, I'd like to acquire Debo Samuel. Feel free to put together some proposals. He put together three of them. I accepted one. I won the league. I like it. All right, ready to do rapid fire on these to the good and to the bad. Now, you already mentioned Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. I don't think we need to flesh those out anymore, do we? No. Okay. Jalen Hurts, go. Only five running backs ran for more touchdowns last year than Jalen Hurts. Do not hesitate to take him as your starting fantasy quarterback. It was There's always one pick every year, Gil, where the Homer fans of the players' team get it right. Eagles fans got this pick right last year. They sure did. That is for sure. And, and for the first time, he will have uh, the same offensive system back-to-back years, dating all the way back to college, seven years now. Jamar Chase coming off a spectacular rookie year. Where do we stand on him? Remember how horrible his August was last year at this time? What did that mean? Nothing. Huge big play threat uh, for Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm not big on the Bengals getting back to a Super Bowl anytime soon, but I am big on their players in fantasy, and Chase is the best one. Also, I think Zach Taylor could use Chase at some point this year, various points, the way Shanahan used Debo last year. Get him the ball. Justin Jefferson, who had a spectacular rookie year as well, going into his third season now. What's not to like? Here we are with another. You know, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase have this thing back and forth of who's better. It's only good for fantasy players and fans of the Vikings and the Bengals because they want to outdo each other, even if they're not playing against one another. Uh, What most receiving yards in the first two years of any NFL career now with a, a head coach who actually cares about offense a little bit, 
I think Justin Jefferson is marvelous, and I think he's worth taking in the first round. Is Stephon Diggs getting lost in the shuffle? A little bit. A little bit because people want to go overboard about uh, about Davis and his four-touchdown performance against the, the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. What does that all mean? You know what, Gil? He moved seamlessly from a productive wide receiver in Minnesota, got paid in Buffalo, and just over the span of an entire season, the numbers are very good on Stephon Diggs. I think he's one of the quieter top 10, top eight type fantasy receivers out there. And let's remind everybody, if you have Stephon Diggs on your roster, he's connected to Josh Allen, who's the number one point producer in fantasy football. It's not a bad thing. Let's talk about three running backs. You like them all. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, all for different reasons. Taylor, just a monster. Uh, Nothing much changes about the offense. I I think having a better quarterback to keep drives going will help Taylor overall, um, even if his total points don't quite get to where they were last year. There's no reason to think much changes there. Najee Harris, just Every time the Steelers take an offensive snap, there's a better than 50% chance Harris touches the ball. Remember, touches is the key T word in fantasy football, not targets. Targets are not a scoring play. Targets are meaningless. And uh, Nick Chubb, Gil, do we talk about this every year? Oh, yeah. As far as like Browns running backs, especially with the talk that Hunt might be traded, why would you shy away from Nick Chubb as a back-end running back in the first round or as your RB2 maybe in the second round? And Kevin Stefanski loves to run the football. No reason to shy away. All right, let's go to the negative side, at least for fantasy purposes, the negative side. A trio of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has, I don't think he has a wide receiver one or two. And that's his crutch. I mean, he's already complaining on behalf of Jordan Love that the receivers aren't doing the right things. Yeah, um, that's Aaron Rodgers' crutch. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's not, he's not a player I want to invest in this year in fantasy football until I see he has a go-to guy who can get him 100, 150 yards per game and catch 10 to 15 balls per game because Devontae Adams is gone. Simple as that. Lamar Jackson, I mean, so many things are trending down the last three years. He didn't have a rushing touchdown after week two last year. Now we have the contract situation. Not interested. If you want a quarterback against your rushing touchdowns, invest in Jalen Hurts, not Lamar Jackson. And for Russell Wilson, I think pretty much anyone who has owned him in fantasy football the last few years has as much frustration as success with Wilson. I don't know that going to Denver improves that that much. Uh, To me, it's fool's gold if you think Russell Wilson is a legitimate fantasy one in, a, in an 8, 10, 12 team league. All right. We've got to do five seconds on each. Debo Samuel, even though you wanted to trade for him, what's the downside? I don't know how they'll use him this year, if they'll use him the same way. Just don't know. Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing him the ball. That car is just not as good as Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not as interested in Adams. What about C.D. Lamb in Dallas? Every other year, Gil, there's a case of a wide receiver two stepping into a role as a wide receiver one, and often it doesn't work out. I don't think this one will. All right, backs, Austin Eckler. I think last year was a bit of an outlier. While I think he's very productive, I don't think he can stay as healthy even with a great quarterback like Herbert. Christian McCaffrey. It's just a shame he keeps getting hurt, and Matt Rule didn't get fired. (laughs) And then finally, Alvin Kamara. 
Um, he might not get suspended, Gil, but let's remember Sean Payton and Drew Brees aren't dialing him up on plays anymore. His value is very reduced due to that. That's a very good point. Todd, always great checking in with you. Thank you so much. You got it, Gil. Todd Wright, everybody. Coming back with Jeff Parlay next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops this Thursday. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. NFL Guide on Thursday. Matt Humans and crew do a spectacular job with those. Looking forward to that. Jeff Parlay is here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay, who uh, had the, uh, the opportunity to finally watch the uh, Untold on Manti Teo yesterday on Netflix. Your thoughts, sir? I thought it was spectacularly done. It was well done. It was well done. Uh, the, the biggest problem that I had was that there was not a big enough pushback on the catfisher. I, I think they, and look, the, the catfisher, and I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it yet. There were plenty of personal demons for the catfisher that the catfisher was dealing with at the time of this happening. Uh, but they did not do a good job of, of really forcing, they really kind of made the catfisher almost a sympathetic figure, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. We're talking that was really, that was really my biggest complaint with it. I think that's, uh, I think that's a pretty, uh, it's yeah. a pretty fair takeaway. It's, we're talking about untold, by the way, the girlfriend who didn't exist it's a Netflix two-part documentary about uh, the catfishing story, what we learned finally to have been a catfishing story about what at the time was one of college football's greatest players, Manti Teo at Notre Dame at the time. Uh, you may recall this is about 2011 and then 2012, 2012 being the year that Notre Dame got all the way to the national championship before getting crushed by Alabama. Manti was a Heisman Trophy candidate to the point that he was actually flown to New York, so he was one of the finalists. And I, I think Jeff, I think you're, I think you're right about that. I don't think that's a, that's an incorrect take at all. I mean, one of the things for me was I was left. You said sad before about this. That that was your your overriding emotion. I think that's correct. And I think if you were doing a tear of sadness, certainly Manti Teo, you're you feel the worst for him because you really don't know. You certainly know how it had affected his draft position, right? Like he Knocked dropped him out of the first round. Knocked him out of the first round, and so that's tangible dollars, right? There's there's no way you can convince me or anyone that this whole thing didn't have effect on his draft position because, and they even alluded to it in the documentary. So there was that. There was a tangible effect of those dollars in terms of where he was slotted. But also you wonder, I mean, did it affect his career moving forward? Did that further knock his confidence? We'll never, <clears throat> pardon me, We'll never know the answers to those questions. <clears throat> Pardon me. But I'm um, getting emotional thinking about it. <laughs> um, but you're right about, <clears throat> pardon me, 
Go ahead. Take, right, take I'll, it over. I'll, uh, while you while you uh, yeah. you get your water there, Gil. Yeah, I'm dying. No, I I I think I think there was for for Manti Teo. You could argue, oh, maybe he wasn't as good as he showed at Notre Dame in the pros and the speed of the game got to him. But there was cl- it was clear that the mental aspect of being a tr- a trusting, really just a, a good human being yeah. that he was, and having this happen to him, not knowing what to trust, who to trust anymore, that's a pretty significant thing. And you and I talked about this before. It also kind of shows as well that having good life experience growing up and not being sh- as sheltered does help you prevent something like this happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's I think that's part of it too. <clears throat> I can't correct my voice. Um, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. The voice is done. We've run we've run out of voice. Over. It's over. It's all over for Gillum. Um, uh, that's it. So this moment, um, no, I think that's a, that's a good point too. He lived this very idyllic upbringing in Hawaii, uh, which, which let's face it, ain't grown up in New York city, right? Where by the time you're, you know, I have a friend who has little girls who grew up in New York city. She, she thought she said, I didn't really know if I would like it, Gil, but by the, the, the thing that was so cool about it is by the time they're like 11 or 12, they've seen everything, nothing phases them. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was an element of that, right, where you're just naive enough. Like, after the after the fifth or sixth time where you're trying to see this Lene person via FaceTime and, an, and a fifth or sixth time an excuse is made, usually if you're savvy enough, right, the red flags or the, the spider senses ought to be tingling. On the other hand, it's the reason I brought it up with Paul Carr last week, right? Paul Carr, who had worked at ESPN and did work at ESPN during those days. And I said to him, I go, was there, you know, was there, was there some shame, some element of shame at ESPN for not having vetted this, right? The deadspin angle on this, which was very prominently featured in this documentary, was that they lived to embarrass places like ESPN. And Paul's response was pretty interesting. Paul's response was like, yeah, you know what? Not really. We certainly changed our vetting moving forward. But no one knew what catfishing was at the time. And even a cursory search wouldn't have revealed, right? They even made a point that Timothy Berg, Bubba Parag over at, 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 uh, at Deadspin was a master of this kind of research in those days. And so much like Paul like sort of said, eh, it wasn't really like that. We didn't feel that ashamed about having not vetted this. I would sort of say the same thing that I do give Manti a little bit of slack because it was just like, who, who knew, but you're right. If it was, if it was a different, if it was a different upbringing, maybe the spider may, senses maybe, would have gone off. Maybe, but uh, no, I, look, Teo comes off very well in this documentary. Great dude. Comes, comes off great. Yeah. Comes off great. It just, of, of how he was dragged for months. Like that was months long, years long of being dragged and being able to come out on the other side and still have a positive outlook on life, that's pretty impressive, Gil. Does it make you, I mean, I thought about my reaction to it at the time. Does it make you feel bad about your own reaction? Because I will raise my hand. Like, remember that whole period where you're like, oh, Manti's in on this. Manti was in on this. You had that thought for a while, which was unfair, Mm -hmm. right? Then you were like, oh, he's so naive. Like, oh, this couldn't have happened to me, right? So there was a lot of judgment, I think, from a lot of people. 
and he was entirely the victim. One hundred percent the victim. The 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 remember in that in the uh, second part of the doc, the the list of the three most hated athletes. Yes, where it was Tiger at the peak of Tiger's yeah. infidelities being public. Yeah, Lance Armstrong, who we all know, right? And Manti Teo. And Manti Teo. <laughs> it's like, what Imagine is he doing on that. that. List? Imagine that. It's just incredible. I, it, it, it is an incredible thing. And uh, from a betting standpoint, you're like, okay, how's he going to jerry-rig betting into this? But imagine, I mean, now here's where we get just like cold-blooded about it, right? So take away the heart-wrenching nature of this. And I do agree with you. You're probably right. Like, while I am sympathetic to all in the end, because kids do stupid things. And sometimes they could get so spiraled out of control that you end up with this. Sorry, just in this day and age, you never know what's possible. And this happened. It happened to be Manti Teo. Could have been somebody else. You're right that they're shot, the, the catfisher should have been taken more to task on this, for sure. Because it, there didn't appear to be enough remorse in the end. But from a betting standpoint, like imagine these are the times you think about. You're like, you get cold blooded about it. Oh, how I wish this was going on in the background. Because if we had known this. We would have just unloaded. Maybe you already did unload on Alabama. I think I did anyway, not having known this. But if you knew where Manti Teo's head was at the time, you would have unloaded even that much more. Plus the Heisman thing, like going up to the Heisman stage. And again, I don't want to give away details, but that was a huge moment in this where a total bombshell had been dropped on him. And he was like, do I say something? If I imagine if he had, since we're having comments, imagine if he had said out loud while Chris Fowler's interviewing, he'd be like, "Yeah, you know the person who I thought was dead. Apparently, they're not dead anymore." Like, imagine if he had said that out loud. Well, that was before Twitter. Also, was crazy, but yeah, uh, Twitter it, was w- Twitter was up there at that. It would have been it would have been pretty amazing. By the way, the most amazing part of that that doesn't have to do with Tao at all. Obviously, that was Manziel's Heisman. Yeah, it was Manziel. I had to Google who the third guy on the stage was with them because it was it was oh yeah Teo, yeah who it was, was Manziel? That? It was Kansas State's Colin Klein. Who oh my I God. was I was floored that he finished third in the Heisman I had, race. You know what's so funny? I had that thought. I was like, who is that? And then I thought no, went away. No, I had no away. idea. And I I I Googled it right away. I'm like, oh my, wow, how did this happen? He must have been like five bajillion to one to win that at that time. Anyway, it's fascinating. And again, the next untold is about the Tim Donahue betting scandal. And we will have both on this show and on the Beating the Book uh, podcast major players in that. Jimmy Bautista will be on the podcast. And then Sean Patrick Griffin, who wrote the uh, the piece, the, not the piece, who wrote the, the huge book, Gaming the Game, about the scandal that everybody draws from and some people don't even give him credit for. He'll be on a numbers game before that one airs because he's braced for the worst. Are they going to get this Tim Donahue thing wrong in the dock? We shall see. Coming back with Paul Sporer on baseball next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jeff, you're aware of this. I know uh, you are, but others aren't, that the uh, Cosmo Sportsbook changed over to a BetMGM Sportsbook the other day. By the way, you know what else happened at BetMGM? Did you see this? So, you know, uh, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack, they have their uh, residency over at Park MGM. Imagine this, at the Cosmo like a week ago, you know the barbershop, which is in the front, an actual barbershop, but in the back, like a little speakeasy. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack do an impromptu concert back there. 
Wow. Un- oh, how ah. You missed it. You probably never, weren't even in town. Never in the right place at the right time. Yeah. How great is that? I think it's. Uh, I think there's some YouTube videos on it too. They were not doing their own stuff. They were doing just random songs, just impromptu. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a man who uh, knows his music as well, but certainly knows his baseball from Fangraphs, Sleeper in the Bus podcast, and of course Twitch.tv slash Spore. It's Paul Spore. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing very well, and that sounds like an amazing concert. Uh, Subsonic would be a must-see at any point. The most talented humans on Earth. Um, Love them. It's funny. Yesterday, we were texted. You are like, are we doing an hour on Joey Gallo today? <laughs> I was like, we really should. But we should make the point, right? Um, Yankees, well, give me the line from treatment of Joey Gallo, and I get the Yankees won yesterday, but it's, mm-hmm. only, but it's only an eight-game lead now, boys and girls. Uh, the the karmic straight line from treatment of Joey Gallo to Yankees woes. Do we like that? I love and it. Joey doing so well in LA now. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it. I've always railed on Yankee fans being way too horny about being mean to their own players. Like it's not cool. It's not cute. It's stupid. They pride themselves on it. It's dumb. Most of the players taking the stride. Like you can find comments of Stanton saying it's fine, and even Judge, because they don't want to exacerbate it. But I think they know it's stupid too. Like, get real. I'm not saying you can never boo or anything like that. I'm not saying you have to always praise them. But when you're beating down a guy because of his baseball play to where he doesn't want to leave the house, Brutal. I, I'm not going to be sold on flipping like that. He's soft. No, it's because people with anonymity are being insane. And it's just dumb. It's baseball. Okay. He's played, he played poorly. He played unbelievably poorly in New York. Probably some of it exacerbated by being treated horribly. But he also, it was some of it's on Gallo for sure too. But like, how far do you take it? They took it too far, and I'm glad that he's killing it with the Dodgers. And if the two make the World Series, I hope he seriously hits 700 against them. It'd be so funny <laughs> to watch the Yankee fans cry. Be awesome. Did you say the Yankees fans are horny about it? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, yes, they're super said. horny about no, being mean to their own. Like seriously, you see it all the time. Like, oh yeah, we boo them, dude. If they go 0 for four, cool man. You really showed them. <laughs> just cool guy. Just want to make sure I got the word right. Uh, I mentioned this last week. I'll, I'll say it again this week. Although I don't think I did with you. Rays are now eight back. Blue Jays are now eight back. When we talked about it last week, the Rays were 50 to one. The Jays were 22 to one to win the AL East. The Rays are still 50 to one. The Jays are about cut in half uh, mm-hmm. in some spots, 11 to one. Always shop around because these, these numbers will vary. Is there a bet there? And I'm, I'm leaving out the Orioles for the purposes of this, but those two teams sure. are eight games back. There's a quarter of the season left. What do you think? Bet? The actual quarter pole. Uh, yeah, yes. I think I could get behind, like, really a, a Tampa Bay long shot. You know, just just throw a little something on I think every year we are fooled by them and wondering how they keep doing it, even though they keep doing it. So at some point it's on us, us being the, fantasy, the, the baseball community at large, whether it's handicapping fantasy or whatever. But every year we go through the, are they really good? Or they're, oh, they're crap this year. And then you look up and there they are in the mix. And a lot of it this year I think is like the no-name pitching really coming together in the bullpen. The rotation is good too, and Shane McClanahan is an absolute stud, but there's no-name pitching behind him. Not everyone knows. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, 
Drew Rasmussen and Ryan Yarbrough has been around for a while, but like all three of those guys are doing well with McClanahan and Kluber, but it's really the bullpen has been unbelievable and they've had some ups and downs with the offense, but it's in and up lately. It's playing a lot better there. So I think the Rays are an interesting play there just for the long shot of it. It's still at 50 to one. Yes. Eight games is a lot, but this is a high quality team. I don't know how many games they have left with the Yankees. I might look more into that uh, between between uh, Yankees Rays and Yankees Jays uh, to see how many games they have against them. But yeah, I think I'd go Rays. Rays have nine left against the Blue Jays, six left against the Yankees. It's huge. That's huge. 15 games. I mean, that's, that is a massive part of your schedule, right? That's 37. So you kind of control your own destiny like, there. Almost, yeah, almost, you know, almost three-eighths of your remaining schedule. I get it. They have a few mm-hmm. more than 40 games, but are against your two competitors, right? So they've got their opportunities. I, I said the Rays last week at 50-1 to 1 was the one I preferred as well. Though if you look at the overall schedule, right, if you're doing it by strength of schedule, the Jays is significantly easier. But a lot of that is just based on what we talked about. 15 total games. I think the Jays have 12 left against the Yankees and Rays, but the Rays have the most opportunity in terms of the head-to-head. So it is a fascinating bet. And as we like to say every year, something about the Rays, the Cardinals, and the Giants. They're just smarter than everybody else. They figure they, it out. They really are. Yeah, yeah they really are. They, they win. You know, they make the moves on the margins that really add up. Cardinals devil magic we talk about, but the Rays and Giants have devil magic too. They have they have found the uh, found the code there. Maybe they, maybe they work with Luna to hack into the Cardinals system there to get the uh, <laughs> to get some of the devil magic. Uh, can Sandy Alcantara can he still blow the Cy Young in the NL? He's got a few games here against tough opponents. If it goes yeah, if, if it goes bad quickly, could could this market change? Yeah, it would have to probably be another game or two like the one against the Dodgers. The Dodgers have his number. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about it all throughout the game, three games against the Dodgers, uh, either in the last two years or, or in I – I wouldn't think it would be this year. That would be hard for uh, three against a division – or non-division rival. But they just – they eat his lunch. And, hey, getting beat up by the Dodgers, there are a lot worse things you can do. Nobody else has a shot against Sandy right now. So uh, he's still in in the driver's seat, I would think. I'd be really surprised to take him out of the driver's seat just based on one bad outing against the best team in the universe. So, yes, I still think he's in the driver's seat. But you start taking a few more rough starts here. Everything's amplified down the stretch. It's not necessarily fair, but these starts will almost count more because of recency bias. It's just it's just the nature of it. So that's why these narratives are written in August and September. We saw Robbie Ray completely write his. Not that he wasn't good before that, but that he had those best months in August and September. So Alcantara cannot give up another few bad starts like that. They will look to, you know, people will look to pivot off of him if he's having a crummy August slash September. DFS, what do you like today? So today I like, it's a short slate, but we got some really interesting stacks with two of the Devil Magic teams that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. The cards, I'm going with uh, Tyler O'Neill, Albert Pujols, Arenado, and Goldie against Smiley, who has been pitching well, but it's still Drew Smiley, and the cards offense, it, it just destroys lefties. And the Rays. Also against a lefty, Tucker Davidson. Uh, you go with Margot, Mejia, Harold Ramirez, Yandy Diaz, Isak Paredes. Of course, check their lineup. You never know exactly who they're rolling out. But one of those two stacks as far as pitchers, big dogs, you go Urias against uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's just been really, really sputtering against lefties. I like Milwaukee still, but they're fading a bit, and they can get beat up by lefties. And if you want to go bargains, go back to the uh, Rays, go with Jeffrey Springs against the Angels. They're unbelievably dreadful against lefties. And Jake Odorizzi at Pittsburgh, solid pitcher. Anytime you can get into Pittsburgh at a sub-$8,000 price on DraftKings, I'm going for it. 
All right. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you specifically about the uh, Subway series that begins uh, tonight, Mets and the Yankees. It is Max Scherzer against Domingo Herman tonight uh, with the Mets. The Metropolitan's about a minus 160 road favorite. Is there a bet there? Yeah, I think that's a great number on Max. I'm just taking that. I mean, listen, it's not going to be easy. The Yankees, for all their struggles, are still the Yankees, and you're going to be in Yankee Stadium. But I'm taking Max at anything that isn't, uh, you know, a minus 200-type number there. I don't care the opponent right now. I'm sorry, Domingo Herman, you're pitching better since that first dud outing upon return. But 165 for Max Scherzer, yes, all day. All right. Is there a bet you like better than that on the board today besides that one? Not not uh, as far as a team side. I, I'm actually going to give you a off the radar type of thing okay. here. All right. See if Mike Papierski is catching tonight against Cincinnati and then maybe get in on some Philadelphia uh, stolen base props. This dude could not get me out on the bases. I'm sorry, Papierski, but uh, it's really, really bad. He's like an 11% success rate. He gave up five to them in two starts last week. Um, you can go with more uh, obvious base dealers like Segura plus 600, Real Muto plus 450. Or if you want to get crazy, Castellanos got him last week. He's plus 1150. And Schwarber has six steals this year at plus 1350. Half unit, just a little fun with it. But Papierski is dreadful behind the dish. Look for some Philly steals. I like it. Well done. Off the radar. And last thing real quick. If the Yankees, just play with me here, they don't make the playoffs. All right, I get it. We're getting a little far here. But if we don't, if they don't make the playoffs and Aaron Judge doesn't get to 60 homers, is he the AL MVP? Non-playoff Yankees. Otani's the best player, so <laughs> Otani should be the MVP. But yeah, that would be a that'd be a good chance. And let it end with that comment. Lombardi's next. He's in studio. Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi right here. Enjoy from Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.